Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Build, Reach, Teach podcast. I am your host, Ms. Shanina. I'm so excited that you're back on listening. Yesterday, we had an amazing guest by the name of Mallory Ferry that talked about this topic matter, education during the coronavirus crisis. We are at a changing point in our country with education. We know this is an opportunity for us to rethink and refocus, and she gave us some really great insight. Today, we're going to talk to Stephanie Nemini, who is also um, an education consultant, a leader, and a certified master teacher. She's going to give us some great insight to talk about what structures and things that we should look at as school leaders, as superintendents, as we are moving forward to re-enter kids back in the fall. There's so many things that we need to consider. Obviously, safety is number one, but also the social emotional of our kids. Are they ready to come back? Can they come back? And as well as our teachers who will be providing the kids with the education. What are their feelings? What are their thoughts? So this call is going to be exciting. She has a lot of great insight, but I want us to continue in these community conversations. As the country is reopening back up from this crisis, we're already seeing, you know, up um, increased numbers in coronavirus in certain states have already um, opened up their stores, opened up restaurants, beaches. We're already seeing the effects of a high wave of coronavirus positive cases coming again. So we pray that we can move forward in a positive way without having to go back on a lockdown um, and also obviously keeping lives and saving lives. We are at a very interesting time. You know, the Education Foundation of our country is being tested. And so how do you, we were talking about this, how do you have a kid wear a mask all day when kids are trying to struggle to find supplies sometimes, or you know they lose their paper? How are we gonna keep up with masks when they can barely sometimes find their pencil when they need it? Because they're kids and they're in a school environment and they're so worried about their friends and other things. How are we going to um, make sure they're six feet apart and make sure that we're in compliance of every little thing that's going on in those buildings? We obviously have a challenge and we're going to be bringing on the podcast teachers. You're definitely going to hear from a parent and also social workers, because I think it's really important for us to really look at the whole picture here that, yeah, the kids are going back to learn. And yes, we're going to have all these things going on in the building with trying to follow the CDC guidelines. But the heart of the matter is, how are people doing? As teachers are coming back, staff, administrators, we need to make sure we assess and keep our pause on people's well-being because it will be a stressful environment as it relates to making sure that everyone stays healthy and well. I know from my own child, she has her own anxiety about going back. And so we as a community have to really think about these conversations and talk it out as a community because it's going to take a community for this really to work. So I'm excited about the call today. Um, we're going to get some great insight, and I hope you join us on this journey to continue to think about as educators, parents, community leaders, business leaders, superintendent, um, the state of Michigan, the Department of Education, as well as the federal government, what can we do? What marks can we actually get right this time? What can we refocus and reshape to make sure that our communities are getting the education they deserve? I have another guest on today that's going to give her experience, not only just in education, 
Um, but some of the things that she would advise and work with leaders to do during this time. I think it's really important for us to consult with people that have the experience because it's going to take all of us to work together as a community. So without further ado, I want to welcome Miss Stephanie Nimini to the Bill Reach Teach podcast. Hello. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Um, we used to work together in a local charter school, and I learned so much under her leadership. So I appreciate you coming on the call. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? How long you've been in education? We're just going to get right into it. Thank you so much. Well, I've been in education for 22 years now um, in, in a multifaceted uh, amount of roles. I've been I'm currently a master teacher in Detroit Public Schools, but however, I've been a school leader for about, before that time, seven years. So I was a uh, middle school principal, a turnaround principal, an assistant superintendent, um, a mm -hmm. curriculum coordinator, curriculum specialist, I've, I've done it all. And currently I, I've had a educational consulting firm called Accelerated Solutions and I really focus on trauma-informed instruction, social-emotional learning, mm -hmm. culturally responsive teaching, differentiated instruction, leadership coaching, customer service um, training as well. So I, I do a lot and I stay really busy because my heart is in education. Every time I've tried to get away from it, it's always pulled me back mm -hmm. in. Yes, and I know working with you, you just bring everything to the table to try to really work with young people, teachers, and staff on what they're at. Um, so let's think about, you know, everything that's going on. We all took a pause starting in March. And, you know, we got this thing called the coronavirus disease that have destroyed and, you know, really devastated a lot of communities and lives. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, based on what you're hearing and understanding in the communities, because I know you have your own team you work with, uh, do you think people are ready to return in the fall to school? Um, you know, are you as a, an educator, what are some of the feelings and thoughts behind returning to school in the fall? Because you and I know education is going to look a little different for sure. Yes. So that's a good question. Um, reading on educational week, they did a survey and through that survey, 33% of teachers felt that we should not go back to school yet. Mm -hmm. And others yeah. Some percent said they were ready. And then within the institution that I'm in, 25% of the teachers said, you know, they're not going back. And we've actually had um, some retirements as well from teachers right. and from school leaders because people are concerned about their health. And we understand right. it's, it's really a balancing act to be able to provide meaningful instruction to students but keep everyone safe. So my feeling right. is, is we need to do some blended learning all the way through January of 2021 and ease back into being face-to-face -face with students. However, a lot of schools are being forced or are being forced to do face-to-face -face instruction coming up in September because of the numbers, because of the lack of funding, because they mm -hmm. have to keep their numbers up in order to pay everyone and to, be right. to keep their budgets, they're thinking about doing face-to-face, -face, which I think is not a good idea. Yeah. It's so 
you know, education is supposed to be the foundation of building people, but it always gets in the middle of political <laughs> drama that, yeah. you know, we're talking about lives. And even with my own child school, they pretty much said the same thing five days a week, face to face. Obviously, they're following all the CDC things like the mass. And I'm not really sure how you keep kids, especially in elementary, six feet apart. Um, you know, logistically, this sounds like a nightmare for a school to have to encounter and go through. Um, so, you know, as you are talking and even in your own consulting company, what advice would you give school leaders in, in these well, kind of positions? Well, I would really make sure that they understand, look at what's going on around the world. For example, in France, just recently, mm. they went back for summer. I have a study that, that came out June 4th. They went back this summer. And within two weeks, they had to go back on lockdown in a particular part of France in the school because one student came to school with COVID-19 and they didn't know it. Even though they took his temperature, he wasn't right. showing signs. And before it was over with, 11 out of 12 students had COVID again. Mm -hmm. And so they had to go into lockdown. And what I would suggest to school leaders is to look at the studies that's online. Look at what scientists and what doctors are saying, because politicians don't know enough. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, mm -hmm. I'm not a politician. I don't, I don't know enough about what actually happens and how it spreads. We know it spreads from from droplets from our from our nose from our mouth right. but are we really looking at how it spread and they took all the precautions in this school Absolutely. and mm -hmm. still had a, a, a reoccurrence of an outbreak so i would suggest first of all that school leaders listen to what's happening around the world get some advice from those schools that are opening around the world number two listen to your teachers give them a voice in this because it's hard enough when you're going through a pandemic but if yeah. you're not listening to your staff you're going to lose your staff absolutely so those are some of the things that i would suggest that school leaders do before reopening they need to listen to experts they need to develop a plan a backup plan so if you have an outbreak what's right. your backup plan to keep learning going seamlessly absolutely because that's so important that we cannot control this situation and many times in education we can control certain things in the building but with this there is no control, you know, because That's we can't right. see, we can't, we can't see it. So you really do have to be on your feet. You really do have to be in conversation with your community and with the families, because I know in talking to parents and talking to teacher, there is a legitimate fear, you know, yeah. that I don't want to get sick. Um, I want to learn, <laughs> but I don't want to be sick. And Absolutely. so we have to Absolutely. really figure this out. And I guess in talking with other people, and I just wanted to get your feedback, is this an opportunity for us to refocus and rethink education? Absolutely. I mean, what is your feedback on that? Yes, absolutely. I think from this pandemic, we've learned that we can refocus education. We need to be redefining assessments. Mm. We should be doing assessments the, the in a traditional way anymore assessments can be broader we can use platforms like Khan Academy ACT college prep we can use online um, platforms that 
make assessments more true to what students know and mm -hmm. shorten the assessments. We we we've depended too heavily on assessments. So I think mm -hmm. that's one thing that this COVID-19 has taught us is that we need to reassess that. Now we know that students can learn at home. Now it hasn't yeah. been the best learning. <laughs> Absolutely not. But we can redefine what that learning looks like at home with their parents by balancing it out and making right. sure that now that our students have technology that they can access at home, making sure that that access at home is more meaningful to students and, and then emphasize on personal learning. That's been one right. of my passions for the last 10 years is personalized learning, differentiation. Right. Now that COVID has occurred, we can personalize learning better. Yeah, yeah. We can do it with iReady. Um, mm -hmm. We can do it with Khan Academy. There are things, there are uh, platforms in education that we can personalize the learning for the students. So right, I and you can see where they're at. That's a great point. Yeah, because a lot of times we we clunk things in buildings. Okay, we're going to clunk everything. Yes. But what we're saying is this is a great opportunity for us to look at the child and where they're learning and then put in platforms to try to meet that child where they're at. Um, you know, we definitely have pulled on parents with this online learning. It has been quite the transition. And I don't think online learning is going anywhere. I think it's going to be here right. for a while. And so as long as the teachers um, have the tools, um, and as long as the, 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 uh, the parents and the students have the tools, which is a proper internet and the proper resources, such as a computer, I think it can get done. I think it does bring a whole little, a different insight because the institution of education has, for me, I, even though I work in education, I have a lot more respect for teachers because yeah. as a parent, you really have to be involved. <laughs> you really do. Um, at the level of understanding what your child is learning. Um, that's, that's what is your, go ahead. What I was going to say, for example, with this online learning that I've been doing with my students, I've even had to differentiate even further. So when I give my students tasks or assignments online now, I have told them, now you have some choices. You can send me a one-minute one video clip of mm -hmm. your response. You can send me a picture of your response. You can you can call me to give me your response. You can send me an email with your response. You can text me your response. And right. that has that has opened up a, a another door for students and giving parents and them flexibility on even how they respond to um, the different um, learning modalities that we present to the students. Right. We definitely are able to meet them where they're at. And this generation that we're working with has no issues with technology. They can figure it out pretty right. easily. And so that's been a, a game because the kids have been resilient in this process. Um, and, and they, you know, they was jump right in. But I know it's been a struggle for many because they're not used to learning like this. What um, piece of advice can you give teachers and leaders as relates to engaging students online? Um, because I think a lot of them are like, they're not logging on. I'm not getting any feedback. You know, these Zoom calls are a lot. And I guess it is a different way of learning. And I'm with you. We're probably going to be doing this for a while because it's already like in certain states already. We already got the second wave coming back with the coronavirus, unfortunate. Um, but what what can we do to engage students online? Any thoughts or feedback on that? 
Well, I definitely feel that we have to first, we have to build those relationships. Mm-hmm. If you don't have, if you don't have positive relationships with your students, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to engage them, whether they're, you're face to face with them or you're online with them. So the first thing is, is to engage the students through building those positive relationships. That means making those positive phone calls, talking to the student, telling them what their strengths are, praising them for their strengths, and also mm-hmm. telling them what, what they need to work on and, tell, and show them how to work on those things. And being consistent, being hmm. consistency is the, is the best thing for our children. They might be resistant in the beginning, but if you're consistent and the parents feel that energy from you, that you mm-hmm. do care about their children, guess what? You'll get the parents on board. Absolutely. You'll get the parents on board. But we have to engage our students through um, building those positive relationships from f- with them f- first, then being able to get, being consistent, bringing those parents in. And then with something that I said earlier, making those um, assignments flexible for students, giving them options. You can control the options, but giving them options that you know will uh, engage them because well, what you said is true. They love technology. So give them some options that will engage them into responding to the task or the assignment that you give them. Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. You've given me some us, all of us that's listening to the podcast, some really things to think about as we take away and think about some things. We may be in online learning mode for a while, but yes. we still have an opportunity to change a student's life. And I think sometimes yes. people, oh, they're just online. You still can touch a life and still connect. Before I get you off, I want to ask you one last question. What lessons has this coronavirus uh, pandemic taught you? Let me tell you, that's what what have you learned from this experience? I'm excited to hear about it because I know you're very reflective. Personally, I know you reflect a lot. You know, you know me well. I do reflect on everything, every aspect of my life I reflect on. So, you know, this coronavirus, it really taught me initially that I was exhausted and I didn't realize Mm. I have been running. As one of my friends said, I've been scrambling eggs for 10 years. <laughs> I've been scrambling eggs for 10 years. That means right. I've been moving, moving, moving. And right. what it's taught me is to take a moment, step back, and not just talk about um, reflecting, but actually be about reflection. Take time for yourself and be prepared for the unexpected. And hmm. really, truly have a growth mindset. It's different talking about it, training on growth mindset, but really growth mindset starts with us. And once we really and uh, we really embrace growth mindset and are able to um, embrace the unexpected, it's right. going to help us to be better educators and it's going to help us to be better people. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think all of us in education, um, you know, we just run, 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 and we never think about what we're doing. We're just doing it to be doing it, trying to just get it done. And this has really helped us pause, take a look at how we run and see people and how we, you know, really treat the education arena. Even learning how to teach from home has been a challenge for teachers, but they've been able to do it. Yes. And that just shows us that our community can be stretched and we still mm-hmm. can go. 
But we yeah. also have to be reflective about taking care of yourself. <clears throat> that is so key. Yes. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to um, putting your information on the podcast about your consulting business. So leaders and teachers and uh, superintendents, if you are looking for someone to really give you some guidance, you're in a good hands. So I'll put that information. Thank you so much for joining the thank call. You. And we look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you so much. And you take care and you keep doing the good work that you're doing. Thank you so much for joining the Bill Reese Teach podcast. I want to thank my special guest, Ms. Stephanie Nemini. She did an excellent job as we we're discussing and listening to her thoughts and feedback. I want to challenge the listeners to have these conversations with your family and in your community. I really think, again, this is a great opportunity for us to refocus and rethink the way we see education. And so as we move forward in this podcast, there will be other episodes coming up about a teacher point of view. We'll have a parent and obviously some social, emotional, social work coming on to really discuss the greater impact. This disease have destroys life, but it also has brought us together to really stretch us to think about how we see education, how we see each other, and how we can work together to change the system that we're in. We have an amazing opportunity to do that right now. So encourage and share Definitely check out Ms. Stephanie Nemini's um, business, her consulting business. All the information will be in the podcast comment. She's a great resource to really guide you and give you some really great insight as leaders, teachers, parents, um, as well as superintendents. I'm excited because we have an opportunity to work together in a community like never before. And so keep, keep going, keep pushing. Um, stay encouraged during this time. It is very different. Different, And I know it's hard um, being in the house and having to wear a mask and all these other things. But we are very resilient people. And I know we will get through this. So I look forward to the other episodes with you. And I definitely look forward to your feedback. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening. And until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful evening.